Tanya of Yud Aleph Adar is the beginning of chapter 33. In this chapter, the Rebbe continues the theme about how one focuses on the positive and stimulates a simcha in his Avedis Hashem. And the Rebbe here introduces another mechanism, another tool for one to stimulate their, their love and their happiness and their joy, focusing on the positive. And the Rebbe says that this is, this is when one meditates on the greatness of God and he thinks about the different elements of God's unity. The Mamalakal Alman element, how God gives life to everything in this world. And without God's life force, there will be no existence. And the true nature of all existence, which is that we all stem really from God, who, have, who from God's perspective, there is no real existence, because it's all, as we mentioned in earlier chapters, chapter 20 and 21, how it's merely like a debor. It's merely like a word that has no real, doesn't take up any space, it's it's as if it has, doesn't exist in relation to the person's essence. And therefore, when a person meditates on this idea, and the Alter Rebbe gives here a marshal of, of the, the light of the sun, the rays of the sun, the way it is in, his, in the source, and it's in the sun, it has no existence of itself. So when one meditates on this idea of Yehudi law and recognition of where he stems from and where he comes from, and the fact that he does sense his existence. So when a person thinks about that and meditates on this deeply, that brings out a tremendous joy that the fact that the person senses and knows with faith, because it's not so logical to know this, to understand this idea of Yehudi Allah, but he recognizes that God created him and God wants him here for a purpose. And the purpose is to make a dear of Tachtainim, as Al-Turabi here for the first time introduces our goal and our mission of why we're here, which will be elaborated on in further chapters, that when a person realizes that God has something and wants something for me in this world, so that brings out the great joy that one has of feeling close to the king. And how much, and just like this is true in a king of flesh and blood, how much more so was one going to feel this way when he recognizes that this is God and who God is, the tremendous joy and appreciation and, and happiness to feel part of the mission. And as we mentioned before, that this is a sense of deep emuna that one has to have, to recognize that God has a purpose for you in this world, that God has a purpose for all of us. And that purpose is what gives us that positivity, gives us that sense of meaning. Because we could look at ourselves and ask ourselves, what are we here for? What are we doing in this world? But when we meditate and recognize that really we don't exist, we have no value of our existence. In essence, the existence doesn't, our existence doesn't take any, doesn't really, doesn't take up any space. But at the same time, God wants us to exist because God has a, a purpose for us. And therefore, in that aspect, when we fulfill our purpose, we do exist. And we do have a real uh, um, element of, of space by God, so to speak. And from that angle, we appreciate the deep connection to being connected to the creator of the world. And that gener generates a tremendous love. So says Al-Tarebbe, In addition, this could bring out a tremendous love and positivity especially when a person sees by himself at specific times that he has to refine himself and to shine his nefesh his nefesh has to be brought out it's not shining so clear but to feeling positive and good in other words sometimes you're down you're not happy as we mentioned in previous chapters and now you need to do something to stimulate your, 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 your state of joy of positivity and your focus a person has to meditate deeply and try to imagine in his brain will be nothing his understanding the trueness of God's unity how God fulfills the world with the energies 
And even the entire physical earth is permeated with God's glory. And then you go a step further and recognize that really everything doesn't even have any value to God. And really God is the only existence in the upper and the lower worlds. Mamish, literally. Before, just like God was before the creation. Likewise, in this very physical space that a person is in, in this sense, this is existence. In this physical world. That he was filling the space alone. Likewise, now as well, he's the only one that really exists. Without any change. Because all creation is completely nullified. Their existence is completely nullified by God. Like we gave the example of the letters of speech, and the letters of thought, in their source, in the root and the essence of every soul. As we spoke earlier, the mentioned earlier, the idea of letters that in the state of they don't even exist. Before they come into consciousness of thought. As explained elsewhere, another marshal, as the Altreb explains in Shaykh Ve'amunah, the marshal Gashmi, a physical analogy, the nullification of the ray and the light of the sun in its source, when it's back in the sun, which is the physical ball, the sun that's in the sky, because we know for sure, as Altreb will explain in later chapters, this is something which is certain that if it gives off rays and, and light outside of itself, is sure within itself. But rather, in its source, who bought it completely loses any self existence as light or a ray as one compared to its, its, its source. As if it doesn't exist. Likewise, in a way of an analogy, is similarly is the entirety of the world and creations is completely nullified in its existence to its source, which is the infinite light of God, as will be explained later in length. When a person meditates on these ideas a lot, the person will have a tremendous joy, his soul will delight, on all levels of through this faith. The fact that he feels close to God, that the person feels that God had an intention for him to be here in this world. This is the purpose of all man, of why he was created, and the purpose of all creation of all worlds. To make this dwelling place, this world, the physical, this physical world, a dwelling place for God. As will be explained later in chapter 35 and 36. And how much is it true of the joy a person has when it comes to a regular flesh and blood? A regular human being, that he invites him and he lives with him, how much more so infinitely greater, when a person is, is, is chosen to be in the king's dwelling place. So when, we, when we're conscious of God and we recognize that our purpose in this world is to transform this world to make this place a dwelling place of God, so we recognize this is God's house. God wants us to be in his house. He wants us to make his house livable for him. And when one thinks about that, there's a tremendous joy of purpose and meaning and closeness that he feels to God. Because normally, no one feels that they have a right to be close to God. God says, who feels comfortable enough and, 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 and confident enough to come close to me? 
But here God says, I want you here. Not only I want you, you're going to make my house livable for me. And that feeling and that connection is on the ultimate level when one meditates of really the greatness of God. When you think about who God is and Yehud Allah, you see yourself as non-existing. And yet despite that, you recognize because God wants me to be here and God wants me to make a deal I have the ultimate existence, the greatest existence, which is being in God's world and making this world God's place of expression.